0: You are now listening to the Charity Church Podcast. Well, hello once again. It's Marty here. And Tommy D. Tommy D. How's your week going? It's going well. Yeah? It's been a busy week. It has been. Yeah. It has been a busy week. Um, we're right into the fall now. It's hard to believe. I think I forget every year how busy charity is during
1: the fall. Yeah. There's a lot going
0: on. There is. We have a lot coming up very, very soon. And, you know, I I love these cool, crisp mornings Mm. that are coming along. Tom, I know you were out early this morning as well, but I I ran 4.4 miles this morning. Uh, Now you're just bragging. As the sun was coming up, I was on my last mile, and I'm telling you, it was so cool out there.
1: Yeah, typically you and I are working out at the same time in the morning. Yeah, but
0: I am definitely not running. <laughs> I might be underneath uh, some dumbbells or something. But <laughs> I enjoyed it today. I, I was—it's kind of the mood to run uh, this as this weather gets this way. So, yeah. yeah, we got a lot coming up, man. We've got um, fall festival right around the corner. They'll be here before you know it, end mm-hmm. of October. But even before that, we have our volunteer appreciation night. That's man, that is going to be a blow your socks off kind of night.
1: Absolutely, Angie B has been working hard. And by the way, for anybody listening. This Sunday is
0: the last Sunday to register for that. Yeah. So So. get registered for the, uh, the, what is it called? Volunteer (laughs) Appreciation (laughs) Night. So, but anyway, this is our post-sermon podcast where we take a look at the past week's message um, and just talk more about it and dive a little deeper into it. Maybe some off-the-cuff thoughts that we might have or some that have been stirring around since then. So I will say this last week, you put the pressure on yourself. How's that? When you say it's going to be the great, oh, yeah. greatest <laughs> message
1: I've ever given. And I did tell you this, uh, this past week, um, the great feast, the wedding banquet was my favorite message of this series. Thank you. There's something about that. preaching through a parable,
0: man. Parables are, uh, they're so practical, which is of course why Jesus use that style of teaching, but he was a great communicator, mm-hmm. the greatest ever. And uh, he just had a way of telling a story that had this broad, not broad necessarily, but probably more of a specific heavenly truth to it. What's that definition your daddy gave you? My daddy gave me, it is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. That's so good. Easy to remember. That's right. Easy to remember. And then uh, and, and that's exactly what it is. You know, good good communicators know how to use real life stories to communicate um, a heavenly truth sure. or an illustrate something that they're trying to get across, you know, an a- analogy of some sort. But Jesus was the best at it. And he had a way of, of saying these things. And, you know, in this one, if you look back earlier in that, we were in Matthew chapter 22. Um, but if you look at Matthew chapter 21, this was funny to me whenever I was studying for the passage or studying through the passage that, uh, it was, let me find it here. Uh, it was at the, in verse 45 of chapter 21, when the chief priests and the Pharisees heard these parables, they perceived that he was talking or speaking about them. <laughs> There's a level
1: of arrogance there. Don't you think? Uh,
0: yeah. 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 But I love that Matthew caught that, yeah, and and wrote it for us to to look back on, and the Holy Spirit, of course, inspired him to do so. And uh, although they were like seeking, they had any idea, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they and though they were seeking to arrest him, right, they feared the crowd because they held him to be a, a prophet prophet. Exactly. And so there was something about his teaching that set him apart, that it, whether you believed what he was saying or not, whether you believed he said who he was uh, was true, there was something captivating about the way that he taught. And this parable, if you just read through it, um, if you listen to the message, you'll know it was just brilliant, the yeah. way Jesus was communicating that. It was. I think the the Pharisees, though,
1: they thought that Jesus was always talking about them in the positive light. <laughs> <laughs> I think they uh, interjected themselves wrongly into right. the parables and, and a
0: lot of them. Yeah. You know, I always try to when I'm when I'm reading like a parable and you try to put yourself in different places mm-hmm. in the parable, would I be, you know, would this be something I would need to learn so I'd put myself in that place and when he's talking about, you know, the Pharisees perceived that he was speaking about them, I can't help but try to put myself even in their place in relationship to Uh, the message of the kingdom. Hmm. And of course, being a follower of Jesus and having put my faith and trust in him, I know that I will be there at the great feast, the great banquet, so to speak. But, but at the same time, am I doing what I should to go out into the busy streets and bidding, beckoning people to come in and be a part of this?
1: I like the fact you, you pointed out two um, responses. And um, you know our willingness to go out. The the two responses that you gave were indifference, mm-hmm. and then actual harm. Which I'm grateful we live in a place where we don't really have to worry about harm. Yeah. But man, uh, indifference is is very prevalent.
0: Yeah. And if we're gonna stick with the alliteration, Tom, it was apathy and aggression. Damn,
1: man, you know, I'm <laughs> going based on my memory. It, you did good. All right.
0: But yeah, the apathy and aggression—two yeah. two things that we that are real. But for us in the Western world, yeah, like you said, a lot more apathy. I mean,
1: from us personally speaking, I'd rather deal with apathy than aggression. But isn't it uh, crazy that probably those that face aggression are probably, as a whole, more diligent? Yeah. About Man, sharing their faith, that it's interesting kind of you say that. that make... and, I'm, and
0: I'm sitting here going, which one, which one would I rather deal with? Apathy. If you've ever tried to get a point across to somebody, not necessarily a religious point, but your point, and they just don't care, they don't care. they you know, I, I almost get more frustrated than somebody who will at least ga- engage me in conversation. I feel like I can make more headway that way.
1: Yeah, maybe. I, I kind of get what you're saying. It kind of goes back to the sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt yeah. me. I, mean, I don't want lie.
0: anybody, you know, I don't want anybody burning me at the stake or anything like that with the aggression. But at least if if there's somebody on the other side of that, that you're having a conversation with them, at least there's some level of interest in, in, in spirituality and religious things.
1: Yeah. Verbal uh, abuse. I'd, I'd rather engage in that. Yeah. I don't want somebody, you know, hit me across the face. Yeah. But it you know if they have a verbal aggression at least they're passionate about their side. Yeah. And we could go back Maybe and that's forth. more what yeah. I'm thinking
0: about more than the physical side of it. But apathy is so frustrating. Oh, it's frustrating. It is a frustrating thing and being a pastor, you know, or being pastors both of you and me, apathy is in in, in even a Christian's lives mm-hmm. are it is just there's so much frustration around it. Mm-hmm. You well, know,
1: you and I had a conversation yesterday just about just different things, but about how we should be set apart, mm-hmm. right, than the rest of the world yeah. and and culture and how just apathetic to culture so many people have become, and myself included, in a lot of areas. But we've got to guard against that.
0: Yeah. Well in 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 the passage where, you know, Jesus or the the Father, the King had sent out the messengers and and the you know, the Israelites in the in that particular part of the parables who he's talking about was they went away to their farms and they went away to their businesses. That's right. And they were just so um they just couldn't care less about what it was. Thank you, by the way, for saying that right. They couldn't care less. Right. That's it's
1: just a pet peeve of mine. That's the correct way to I use that phrase. People are like, I could care less. And I'm like, really? really? You could? <laughs> oh, so, squirrel. That's but yeah, but, okay. But, but don't we run away to our sporting events? Yeah. You know, I, I went home. I was excited opening Sunday of football, which, you no, know, we're it, not was, going down it was that. painful. Yeah. But I was excited to get home and turn on football. Mm-hmm. I could not help when I turned on the TV and saw those packed stadiums with all of those fans going crazy to think, man, what if churches all over America look like that today? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And you know, if, if the Cowboys were in town and I could get a ticket and I could go to a one o'clock game and and could miss a Sunday morning, I would probably jump at the chance if I could. So I'm not picking on people that went to the game, but I did I, I do this is interesting because I keep track of, you know, stats of church attendance and mm-hmm. all of that. And I always put next to the next to the, the church attendance, Panthers at home at one o'clock. Yeah. Just so I can see does it the trend. It, it does. Wow. It does to some degree. And, and again, I'm not, you know, that's here nor there, but but it does. you know, people just get excited about that and and I want they I think we can have both. We can be excited about things that bring us joy and, you know, give life to us in that sense. But let's get the same level of excitement and enjoyment out of the things of God. That's right. And, you know, we kind of set this whole message up with the Royal family and what's going on right now. I saw on the news this morning, they're expecting the line of the people that just want to go by and view the queen's body lying Mm -hmm. in state. If I heard this correctly, and I am open to being corrected if I didn't. The line, Tom, 10 miles long. 10 miles long. Just to see her body insane. And you don't even see her body. You see the crown on top of the casket, which it's it's a beautiful sight as far as the way they have it set up. But I saw that this morning. I believe it was people that are lining up to go view, uh, you know, to go by and pay their respects Uh, you know i don't think that was the processional and again i could be wrong but either way if the processional line was 10 miles long there's just a lot of people that are enamored by by royalty by royalty I,
1: i will say this it was a perfect setup um you know our obsession with royalty because you're talking about a royal feast but i did see a cool quote by the queen um when she was younger, she said, man, I just, I would love it if Jesus were, were to return during my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And the person said, why is that? And she said, because I would love to take off my crown
0: and lay it at his feet. Oh, wow. How cool is that? that? Man. Yeah. Say what you want, but there are some great, great quotes by her oh, yeah. in regards to um, her religious belief system yeah. and, and being the head of the of the church of England really basically as, as the queen there.
1: Well, there, there are a couple of things you pointed out in this message I thought was so powerful. You know, we were giving people a hard time for being apathetic or aggressive. Mm -hmm. Um, But ultimately you got to the point that was good news for you and me. Yeah. That was good news for non Jews, Gentiles. Right. Because what did the, what the
0: master say? He finally said, Hey, forget them. They're not worthy. Anyway, you go out into the busy streets the old King James says, "Go out to the highways and hedges, right. and bid them to come in, uh, so that my house may be filled." And and you know he's he's speaking in that of that heavenly banquet, the the big heavenly marriage feast that's going to take place. But even today, I think we as Christians have uh, have an obligation to the gospel to go out into our community, into the places that we are doing business and we interact, and pleading with people Mm -hmm. to come into what we would call the church. You know, some would refer that to the house of the Lord. Um, But just come in and, and be exposed to come and see, come and hear the gospel for yourself.
1: And not just, we're not just to extend the invitation to those that we think will respond well, or to those who we think are deserving. I love how you pointed that out. It says to the good good and the bad, the The good and the bad. And we're going to be surprised. You know, who's at that banquet one day. Mm -hmm. But what a great reminder. It's it's not up to us. We're supposed to
0: send that invitation to everybody. And if you look at the life of Jesus, there were times when, you know, he would cast the net wide in order to find disciples, find followers. So he would cast the net wide. And, you know, the most unlikely responders to that. I mean, you think about Matthew, the tax collector.
1: That was a surprise. Well, sinners didn't even want to be put in the same category as
0: tax collectors. Right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They were they were in a whole different level right. from them, you know. And so you've got him. You've got these stinky fishermen that he calls upon, and and uh, was it Nathaniel that mocked? Yeah, what good yeah.
1: can come from uh, Nazareth? Nazareth yeah. yeah. Like how dare
0: you? Like these were some misfits <laughs> right. that he that followed him. But he was he was willing to to show us, I think by calling these early disciples, he's casting wide. And that's what we even as a church and as followers of Jesus cast the net out there. Mm -hmm. You just never know. And it's people that are the most broken that, that we would look at and say the most broken, because we're all equally broken, but we would look at those and say, they're the most broken. They would be the ones who just might respond. The most favorably to a graceful, loving God. Amen. But yet, we just, you know, for whatever reason, don't uh, maybe cast that net wide for them.
1: When you when you talked about,
0: he said uh, the
1: feast has been prepared. The bulls and fattened cattle have been killed. Mm. I
0: thought. Filet mignon Let's have it baby. <laughs> And I Let's mean You on. and
1: I can cook A mean steak Yeah Can you imagine What that steak's Ooh, gonna be
0: That's gonna be nice Come on That's gonna be nice There's gonna be meat in heaven
1: I mean I wouldn't I'm gonna imagine Yeah I, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna imagine The people I'm sitting there With So I'm sitting there At the banquet table With With me And Leah You And Tracy Maybe some of the people We read about And I look over And I'm like Hey Lot Can you pass the salt <laughs> Too soon <laughs>
0: Oh, that's you good. Gotta, you gotta have fun that's with that's good. It. I like that. Gladcast the song
1: I'm glad you caught that.
0: <laughs> oh, that could be one of those like grenade jokes. You yes. know, you throw it and it takes a few seconds right. to catch it. So, uh, but that was good actually, Tom. I've never heard that before. My man. Um, but yeah, it, you know, that's going to be a great feast. And and you know, I didn't think about it, but there's going to be there's going to be steak in heaven. Amen, brother. And, uh, so that's going to be good. That's going to be good. Um. Yeah. And so he casts this out there. He throws this this invitation out there for others. And you know, earlier at the beginning of the year, you know, I, I mentioned as we were thinking about this year and and what it was going to be like for us at Charity. Um, we're sitting here in the studio, and there's a lamp here, and I had put this lamp on a desk uh, for that that message that I preached between the Christmas and New Year's. It was online, but I used the passage that you are the salt of the earth. There we are with the salt again. But if the salt lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are also the light of the world. A city that is set up on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp, put it under a basket, but on a stand and give light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and glorify or give glory to your Father who is in heaven." And that's what we as followers of Jesus are really called to do, to be in the world, be a light to the world. That's right. And so that they will see that. Ultimately, be, not for us. Right. But
1: to give glory to our God in
0: heaven. That's you know, right. if you, the fairs in town right now, Right. I don't know. I think it is. I'm not a fair guy. You're not? I, I, me neither. It was always just a lot of money for sketchy rides. A know? lot of money for deep fried
1: butter sticks. <laughs> Which like,
0: is what I'm thinking about. I'm gosh. thinking like, you know, if, we, if you walk through a mall or you go somewhere and these people are out there with this, they've got the little savory pieces of chicken that they want you to try right. the, the chicken and mm-hmm. the bourbon chicken. You know, I'm thinking of the little... Uh, Japanese restaurants oh, or yeah. Chinese restaurants where you taste that little, and they, oh, that little piece of chicken was so good. Mm-hmm. Hey, honey, let's go over here and eat lunch. That's right. And almost when you think about this banquet that's set up, that we as Christians are out there and we should be trying to do all that we can to that's go, good. hey, this is this is a little taste of what that's going to mm-hmm. be like. This is just a little, we're the salt of the earth. This is This is what that banquet is going to be full of people like me. And if people go, I don't want to be around people like you, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. if we're if we're not Christ like. Yep. You know, other than just the this fact of the gospel rubbing people wrong. But but to some degree, we ought to be the inviters and be representatives. We're ambassadors representing heaven and inviting people into this great wedding feast that is going to be the most festive wedding feast of all times. Absolutely. Nothing will ever compare.
1: Well, Quick, the end of your message to me it was it was the most powerful part when you were talking about. And I couldn't help but chuckle because you and I officiate a lot of weddings, and you were talking about how the dress yeah. code has kind of relaxed a lot. Yeah, um, I've actually officiated wedding where where the groom is up there in jeans and tennis shoes, and I'm like, okay, let's go, let's do this. <laughs> um, but you were talking about the the wedding attire, mm-hmm. and he looked out, and the person wasn't wearing the proper wedding attire. Man, the way you made that come to life about what that is, there's only one um appropriate and acceptable garment. attire, garment to have on, and it's the righteousness of Christ. Yeah. Even right now, goosebumps, because sadly there are gonna be a lot of people showing up. Yeah. And they're they're look at how good I was mm-hmm. suit. I mean, it might even look tailor made. Yeah. Um Look at my church attendance dress, and it might look custom. Yeah. Look at my giving record, um, you know suit, all those things, but you 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 nailed it perfect. Our best is like filthy rags. Right. There's only one. Whatever
0: we think is righteous, it's not good enough for that way. It is not. And there's nothing in scripture. If you dig deep enough in all of scripture, there's so many truths that are hidden there. Mm. You know, that, and that's, that's what a parable is. It's right. that. And, and so even when you start looking at culture and you go, they provided the the proper attire for those who would even be attending the wedding mm-hmm. so that they would be properly suited to be there. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, that is just so rich. Well, and I, you know, it, it puts a smile on my face because I think we
1: we realize how broken we are and yeah. how in and of ourselves we'd never be able to attend the the heavenly feast. But I thought, how cool would it be if, if we were invited to a, a earthly, rural wedding yeah. or a feast? Man, I don't have the right attire for mm-hmm. that. But we showed up and they said, hey, Tommy, don't, don't worry, worry about, about that. Hey, look at this, what I've got. And they put that <laughs> the proper attire on me. That'd be pretty special. Oh, yeah.
0: But you, on a heavenly aspect? Yeah. Come on. You accept the invitation. Oh. Receive the gift. Yeah. And we'll dress you. Man. We'll dress you out for the occasion. So good. And beautiful. So good. Yeah. Yeah. It's all in there uh on purpose. On purpose. Well, anyway, that's a that's a wrap. The uh so we got one more week. Uh gonna be talking about uh loving the church, loving the things of God and how our treasure follows that. And so uh, then I'm very excited about the next series we're going to be doing. Okay. So we've been doing one called I Love Charity or I Love My Church, um, but specifically I Love Charity. The next one, the next series, I Love My City. So good. I can't wait. I've got some messages lined up for that, that I think are going to be so beneficial and practical for us in the way that we go about living. And out our faith. And we're going to highlight some local, yeah, local things. Matter of right? fact, here in a few minutes, we're going to go out and, and uh, film our first uh, video to, to, highlight one Very of our local cool. businesses so hey thanks for listening Will y'all do us a favor and we would love it if you would like share this with other people um, our listenership is going up we'd like to have more people listening and uh, if you ever have anything you want us to say or talk about feel free to shoot us an email Payton at church or tom dolinger at charity.church we'd love to hear from you hey thanks for listening